Welcome to the Covenant Life Center podcast. We're so thankful that you chose to listen to this message. To get more connected with us, you can look us up on all social media at CLC Victoria and download our app. Now, here's this week's message. Well, if you love the Lord, just stand to your feet, lift your hands, and let's just invite him to come back in. Let's get realigned for a moment. Thank you for being here today. We love you so much, but Jesus loves you way more than we do. And why don't you show him that expression of gratitude right now. Close your eyes and just ask him, Lord, in the name of Jesus, just fill my heart today. God bless the word. God bless this moment. Lord, I surrender my heart. I surrender my mind. Lord, heal every place in my heart that needs to be healed. God, we forgive those that have sinned against us or done us wrong or offended us. We forgive because you forgive us. God, we start today as a new day. We start today as a new day. We bless you today, Jesus, and we thank you for your love in your precious name. Somebody say amen. 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 And one more time, um, we want you to really just, just... Give all of our volunteers and all of our people that serve one round of applause as well. You do such a wonderful job. People come in every week and they have literally given their life over to the kingdom and for the gospel's sake. When they serve, they know they serve Jesus. And there's such an anointing that's here that's on the servants and on the staff and people that just, they right now, there's kids that are filled up the children's department across the way after service they're having a fundraiser for them right here at legacy right when you walk into the foyer take a left they're serving enchilada casserole rice and beans somebody throw a creek out there real quick and and so support them it's for vbs i got some reverb guys so if you will why don't you just get behind every volunteer And uh, while you're doing that, grab your Bibles. Grab your Bibles. And while you're grabbing your Bibles, I do want to do one thing. Um, I made a mistake a while back. Normally when I bring people in and normally when I establish someone, I give a proper introduction. And I didn't do that with this young lady. Ashley, it's so good to have you. Alicia. Alicia. (laughs) Ashley. Yes, she has a sister named Ashton. We have known uh, Alicia for a very long time. Our kids have interacted with Alicia. They have played with Alicia. Um, and what's happened recently, we have, Alicia has been called to do an internship here at Covenant Life Center. And... Alicia's been called to do an internship here. And that means that she's not here to take anybody's place. She's not here to, uh, the reason why she got up here to sing so fast is because she, we've met with her parents. The, she's going to be here for a short period of time to learn from us and grow with us. And we're going to send her back wherever God has her so she can help and influence there also. And so she's here on an internship. And And we would just want you all to embrace her and welcome her. Again, she's just here to be a blessing to us, but she is 
a fervent worshiper. She's got a very pure heart. And she also... She's also got a very big, mean daddy. And I promised him nobody would bully her. Nobody would give her a hard time. She's in a safe place. So would you help us out and just welcome her for the season that she's here? Will you just do me a favor? Would you stretch out your hands towards her? And just pray this prayer with us. Lord Jesus, anoint her. Dear God, for the time frame that she is here, would you just bless her, God? Would you just strengthen her? Would just allow her, God, to receive everything necessary to take out to her world what you've called her? Whatever time frame they may be, God, we thank you for the time and the talent you've sent to us. We just want to influence the world, God. It's all about you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Now let's get into the word of God. Turn to somebody and look at them and tell them togetherness is a word. <laughs> togetherness. We need to be together. We need to do things together. We need to, number one, we need to be together with Jesus Christ, right? We need to be on the same page with him. So grab your Bibles, Genesis chapter 11, verses 1 through 9. Genesis chapter 11, verses 1 through 9. I'm going to be reading from the New Living Translation, and this is what the scripture says. At one time, all the people of the world spoke the same language and used the same words. As the people migrated to the east, they found a plain in the land of Babylonia and settled there. And they began saying to each other, let's make bricks and mortar, uh, let's, hard, let's make bricks and harden them with fire. In this region, bricks were used instead of stone and tar was used instead of mortar. And then they said, come, let's build a great city for ourselves. Number one, that was their first mistake. They said, let's build for ourselves. That is the very first mistake anybody can make is to have selfish motive in their life and recognize that it's all about them. But how many of you, how many of you Christian believers in this house here this Sunday morning believe that if you put God in there and do it all for him, you come out further and you come out better than what you were? Well, in here it says, they said, let's make a name for ourselves, a great city for ourselves that reaches up into the sky. This will make us famous. Point number two, the second mistake they made there was they wanted to be famous and not give God the glory. Just pointing out some things that happened in Babylon. And so, and they said, this will make us famous and keep us from being scattered all over the world. But the Lord came down, looked at the city, the tower the people were building, and he said, look, the people are united. They all speak the same language. After this, nothing, nothing they set out to do would be impossible for them. Now, even God recognized that when people come together and they have a togetherness, that they can accomplish anything. It's a fact. Good intentions, wrong motives, whatever. If they're together in unity, anything can happen. That's why you have to be careful just because something looks good doesn't mean it's always God. Your heart and your motive has to be right. But God said, come, let us go down and confuse the people with languages that they won't be able to understand each other. And that way the Lord scattered them all around the world, which is what his intention was to begin with, with humanity. He told them, go be multiplied. He told Adam, multiply, fulfill the earth, fill it. 
go everywhere. They said, we're not going anywhere. We're staying here. We're not going horizontally. We're going to go vertically. So God's commandment was simply taken and used uh, in, in a way to benefit themselves, and they contradicted it by not following through. But the Lord said he was going to scatter them so they could stop building the city. Verse 9, that is why the city was called Babel, because that is where the Lord's confused the people with languages. In this way, he scattered them all around the world. So if you ever wondered why and how people started speaking Asian, started speaking Spanish, started speaking Italian, started speaking all these different languages, this is where it happened. It all happened. He scattered them. All because they decided, I'm not going to do what God said. We're going to do it for ourselves. What we want to talk about during this season, we're going to talk about it for this Sunday and probably for about maybe two weeks possibly. Uh, we have Ron and Judy Radicky with us next Sunday. They have a tremendous ministry in Hollywood, California, and they'll be with us for the Sunday. We want you to be here and help and support them and just simply celebrate them. They're doing a great work for God. And when we do talk about this, we're going to talk with the intent to simply help you grow, help you realize that when you have God in what you do, it will outlast you and the, and the following generation after you, and it will become a legacy. And you can build something that lasts when you do it God's way. Someone say, God bless this message today. Turn around to somebody, tell them, we got to get together. We have to get together. Thank you so much. You can be seated. And listen, again, thank you for, for helping us support and all of our interns that come in. Uh, Alicia's not going to be the last, and she's definitely not the first. She's just an intern, but there's going to be more people God sends to us. And we're going to continue to send them out. Please embrace them. Please support us and help us what we're doing here. Because we just want to love people. We're not building this for ourselves. I mean, don't you know it's all about God's people? It's all about God himself. It's all about God. It's all about God. So what we want to do, we want to encourage you to get together with God and be in agreement with God through his word and through his presence. Now, when you look at this scripture, you'll notice that even God knows that when people come together, there isn't anything that they can't accomplish. There's not a whole lot that's going to be difficult or impossible for them. God is so wise, and God understands all of this. But he does so many things for us, for our benefit, and to watch out for us, and to make sure that even when we're heading in the wrong direction, he does, he is, his mercy is just so great. You ever wonder why sometimes you've done something and just didn't work out and ever fathom or think that maybe God didn't allow it to happen just to save your soul? And you ever thought and sometimes, you know, hey, maybe God, maybe God uh, didn't get it right because you thought you heard from God, but maybe you got the timing wrong. And so sometimes a denial is nothing more than a delay. And timing is everything. Without a doubt, I know that Jesus loves us. 
Without a doubt in my mind, I understand that Jesus loves every single one of us. He cares about what we do. He cares about what he's called us to do. He cares about what he is wanting to do through us. He has plans for you. He has a purpose for you. There is something more to this than just coming to church. There is something more to it. Everything God has done has been done for your benefit. He loves you so much. I, th- I don't think I can emphasize it any more than that, but accomplishing and reaching our goals are easy when we do life together, but for it to last, God has to be in it. God has to be in it. But when we're not in, when we're not in the will of God, there's failure. When we're not in the will of God, what you're doing will eventually collapse. It won't last. It's just proven through the scripture. Isn't it amazing, just a thought here, but isn't it amazing how when they had their own motive, they built their own city and they were building it up and God had to come in and confuse their language so they can go into all the world and multiply and be fruitful. In the Old Testament, God had to confuse their language in order for them to go out. And what's the ironic part about that is, is that in the New Testament, God had to send them back to Jerusalem, and he had to tell them, stay there, because I'm going to use you to build a church, and I'm going to use you to build my kingdom, but I want you to go out to all the world. And he still had to send the language to kind of send them a different language so they can embrace it, and so they can understand the language of the Spirit. The only one that got confused at that time was really the devil. So he brought diverse languages into their life in the New Testament and got them on the same page with the Spirit. Because here's what the point is. Even when you don't are not understood by the rest of the world, as long as you're understood by God, that's all that matters. And don't think for one moment that the devil wasn't confused because he couldn't understand what they were saying. Listen, I'm just, I just believe in being Spirit-filled. I believe that the Spirit-filled experience is for us today. How many believers do we have in the place that believe that? It's there for us. And God, God is for us. And then if God be for us, who can be against us? Oh, I can't tell you how many times. Listen, I'm not a novice. I've been through some things in my life. I have people that hate me and have people that love me. But above all things, I'm still here. I'm still here. We're still worshiping God. We're still following the Spirit. We're still doing the will of God. And that's the reason why I'm still here. After 10 years, when we started the church with four people, we've been through ups and downs. But listen, but God was in this from the beginning. To give you a history, we didn't just start the church because we felt like we had a gift. God called us and we waited. And we waited. And we waited till we got direction. I was an assistant pastor in a church here that we helped build. And, 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 and when God called me to start a church in Victoria, I wanted his confirmation. I wanted his hand on me. So I resigned my position, got the blessings from my pastor. And I'm still very good friends with my pastor. And any pastor I've ever been under, I still send them cards at Christmas and I still pray for them. Because when they, I was under their pastorate, they prayed for me. They loved me. And I never forget the, 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 the honor that God's put in my heart for them. And God has blessed me for that. 
But when God called me to that position, I, I don't, I couldn't, I can't be honest with you and tell you that I was completely comfortable with it because I didn't ask for it. God gave it to me. But I'd waited and I prayed. And the, the funny thing is, is that we would go places sometimes out of town and I had men that called me out of crowds and said, hey, you, man of God, come to the front. God's called you to start that church in your city. They didn't know where I was from. Had a man from Mississippi call me out at a conference one time, and he said, he said, I saw you walking in, sir. He said, I don't know who you are, but I saw a mantle. I saw the mantle of a city called Victoria trying to wrap itself around you, but you kept brushing it off and brushing it off. The Lord said, it's time for you to stop brushing it off and embrace it. God's called you to start that church. Countless confirmations on those types of events and things that happened that gave me confidence to know I was in the will of God. So when, when I knew I was in the will of God, I knew I had permission. I had permission. Now, that's my journey. What's yours? And what has God called you to build? And the first point and the first thing I want to ask you is, number one, did heaven give you a permit? You know if you've ever had a house built or had a business built, one of the things you have to have are permits. A permit to do everything. A permit to do the foundation. A permit to do the driveway. A permit to come in and, and honestly, uh, I think you've even got to have a permit just to put a grounding wire on there. You may even have to have a permit to celebrate and smile after it's done. I don't know. But before you get a permit from the city, I think it's wise to get permission from God. I've seen it happen so many times in business. I'm going I'm to tell you, I've seen businesses, buildings in this town that went over so many hands and went through so many businesses because many people take risk, and risk is good, and they have business sense, and that's wonderful. They got a great idea, great marketing schemes. But something doesn't last. I, I wholeheartedly believe when a building changes 10 owners, but when it gets the one that God chose to be there, it's going to work and it stays. Because God has to say so. God appoints people. God calls people. And in your life, when you have a job, you have to recognize that when you got a job, you have to ask yourself, did God give me this job? And if God gave you the job, you are going to prosper. You're going to be in favor. You are going to literally feel the hand of God move you from point A to point B so fast, so fast, that people are going to wonder, what did, you, what did you do to get that position? And believe me, Getting a raise is supposed to be confidential, but somehow people find out you got a raise, and then they start asking, how did you get that raise so fast? <clears throat> Have you ever wondered that maybe God gave them favor, and God moved them in that place, and God said to do so, and there's nothing you had to do, it had nothing to do with you? And have you ever thought, because they heard from God, even may, they, not, they may not even be church-going people, because I believe God speaks to everybody who will listen and anybody who will give him his heart. Now, you think about that for a moment. God can talk to whoever's listening. 
God can direct them. And people find the will of God for their life because they hear an inner voice. I have the ability to stay long enough to drown out all the drama, all the chaos, all the fear, all the worry. Turn to somebody and tell them, save the drama for your mama. <laughs> save the drama for your mama. <laughs> you, you have got to realize that there are so many voices in the world and so many things that happen that try to distract us and keep us from moving forward. But if you just know the, the will of God and know the voice of God, then you'll have what it takes to see things succeed. Permission is a word we seldom use anymore. I've heard the saying, and I've thought of it a few times, the saying that goes, I'd rather ask for forgiveness than permission. That doesn't work with God. Sometimes we play catch-up. We do the things we feel to do, then we ask God to bless it later. That don't work. Because you may see God, and sometimes God will build it, and God will establish it, but you skipped a process. You never asked him to build the foundation. You never got permission to establish it, properly establish it. When you are properly established, nothing and no one can pluck you out of the will of God. Really, the only person that can do that is you. It's you. And so when you read the Bible, you'll, you'll recognize that, that that's, his, that's not what God asked them to do. God asked them to multiply and fill the earth and be fruitful. They stayed there and they said, basically, they were, they were all about themselves. It was all about me. It was all about me. Let's build us a, a city. Let's make ourselves famous. Let's stay here. Let's do something great together. And they did come together. Even God recognized their unity. I'm telling you, be careful who you come together with and what motive and spirit they have. Because even when it does seem to prosper, if it's not God, it won't last. It won't last. And so let me give you an example. This happened to the, to the apostles. Acts chapter 5, verse 33 and 39. When they, when they heard this, this is when the apostles were in for questioning, and they gave their testimony about Jesus, and they were so upset, and this is, what this is what they did. This is what they said afterwards. When they heard this, the testimony, the high council was furious, and they decided to kill them. But one member, a Pharisee named Gamaliel, who was an expert in religion and respected by all the people, he stood up in order that the men be sent out in the council chamber of the council chamber for a while. Then he said to the colleagues, men of Israel, take care of what you're planning to do to these men. In other words, be careful. Don't be moved by your emotions. Don't make hasty decisions based on how you feel. And we've all done that before, haven't we? If you're human, have you ever been angry, jealous, upset, offended, then, then you haven't had a, chain, a chance to grow in God. The only way you can really allow the Spirit of God to come in is when you have an option and you have a choice. So this man was coming in, giving them another option. They didn't have one before, but somebody came in with a voice. I believe everybody in their life needs to be accountable to somebody and let one, somebody. God always sends somebody to speak into your life. 
That's why in this position as a pastor, I'm humbled by it. To me, pastor is a term of endearment. I have three pastors in my life, not just a network I'm a part of, not just somebody I can brag about and say they're a prolific speaker or they're great at what they do and blah, 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 blah. I don't like, you know, sometimes after a while, certain people, you got to have a, 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 little, a, a little, little broom to sweep up all the names that were just dropped. You can drop as many names as you want to, but unless Jesus is in it, there's no true accountability. So who you choose to be accountable in your life, it's so important. So my pastors, the main thing is, do they have a walk with God? They call me all the time. I call them. But see, as a pastor here in this church, I have the God-fearing responsibility to make sure as long as you're under our pastorate or this church's ministry, number one, my responsibility is to pray for you, pray for you every day, to pray that God would protect you, that God would help you, and also to give you direction when you're going in the wrong direction. Not tell you what to do, but teach you what you ought to do so maybe you can let God deal with you and the Spirit of God empower you so you can make the right decisions. The fastest way out of your problem, in other words, is a heart of repentance, folks. The fastest thing you can do to get under God's protection is say, Lord, I'm sorry, I was wrong, please forgive me, I forgive them. Easy. And it's not easy to say those things sometimes, but here... I'm the guy that God said, hey, tell him. So Gamaliel came in, he had a tough situation to deal with. He had to tell these men, and he he was going to be misjudged as being for them and misunderstood, but nonetheless, he still did it, I believe, because he was called. And so he said, men of Israel, take care of what you're planning to do to these men. Some time ago, there was a fellow named Thetis who pretended to be someone great, about 400 others joined him, but he was killed, and all his followers went their various ways, kind of like Babel. They got scattered. And the whole movement came to nothing. After him at that time uh, of the consensus, cons- yeah, census, of the census, there was, a, there was a Judas of Galilee. He got people to follow him, but he was killed too, and all his followers were scattered. So my advice is, leave these men alone. Let them go. If they're planning and doing these things merely on their own, it will soon be overthrown. But if it is from God, you will not be able to overthrow them. You may even find yourself fighting against God. Now, folks, the last thing and the last person I want to do is be in a fight with God. That makes sense? The last person I want to be in a fight with is God. When a person is humble, they're standing right, they are praying, and they're in the will of God, they didn't say perfect people, because if you look at the lineage of Jesus Christ, his family was filled with misfits. Read the genealogies in Matthew. Those are there for a reason. All of those begets and begots, all of those names are there for a reason. Look at the lineage. In the bloodline of Jesus Christ, there were harlots, there were thieves, there were liars, They were in there. Ruth was a Moabite. So God doesn't expect us to be perfect. He just expects us to comply. Not be too proud to say, I'm wrong. Forgive me. I'm sorry. That's the quickest way. You want an exit out of your circumstance? Go to the cross. He'll get you out of it. 
He'll get you out of it. So they had permission from God. They were commissioned from God. They were told after 40 days and 40 nights, the disciples, go to all the world, but wait first. I'm going to build a church, and I'm going to send a diverse language that's going to bring you together, not scatter you out in confusion, but you're going to go out to the world. And then, then when you go out, then you're going to have an influence and have the ability, and I've given you a permit. You remember when Nehemiah went and God, God sent him, and, and the king told him what's wrong? your burden for your city? And he said, yes. He gave him permits to go and pick up all the materials to go build the walls of Jerusalem. That's permission. That means God gave him permission, and the king gave him a letter. I'm telling you, when you have permission from God, it goes a long ways, and there's not one person that can stop what God is doing in your life. There's not one person that, that can stop it, but God is doing it. But once you have found God's will, and you know his timing, it is up to you to step out by faith, and then you'll realize God will help you build it. God will help you do it. Some of you, I'm so proud of some of our people that we've married. It's good to have the Montez family with us, Jesse, Jessica Montez. We still want to call her Jessica Garner, but we catch ourselves for a whole week. I determined to text her a few times, call her Mrs. Montez, so I can get it right here. But I admire their wedding, and I admire how they came together. I brag on her for a moment because she prayed about her being together with Justin. If you know who Justin is, Justin's one of our leaders in our children's department, does a wonderful job, so faithful, good people. But I've never met a couple that prayed and fasted about being with each other and asking God if they're the right ones. And I've seen it happen, and I've seen God bless it. And it's wonderful. And I've seen some of you pray about businesses, pray about God directing you. And I've seen God prosper you. And I've seen even challenges in those moments. But even, if, even though there's challenges, God's, you're still there. You're still in business. You're still doing what you need to do. You're in the will of God. It's all about him. But when you realize what God is doing, you understand that God is establishing you. So once you have permission then now you just simply wait for the timing. And trust me, God will give you timing. He will give you the go, the go and the green light and show you if you're listening. But if you're not listening, you're going to miss it. You'll miss it. So point number two, I want to write this down. I want you to see this, and I'm going to start giving you a little illustration so you can understand it. Point number two, once you have permission, you have to recognize and ask yourself, do you have the right foundation, because the right foundation is everything. The right foundation is everything. So let me show you this. This is what life looks like for us. We're always going to have one of two choices. The only way you can realize that when you see God in what you're doing and getting direction from God is by hearing from God and knowing the direction and knowing the Spirit. To hear the Spirit, you have to be tested and tried by other voices. When other voices come into your life, they come as feelings. And you're going to have to judge every feeling you have because not every feeling is from God. God is a God of love. He's a God of justice. But He does the judging, not you. He justifies you, protects you, but God is a forgiving God. God is a merciful God. God is a God who who literally has positioned you to be protected because he wants you to have a good foundation. And he's given, 
instruction. So when you have the choice, you got one or two choices. And here are the choices. The first choice you're going to have, let's go do this one first. The first choice you're going to have is you're going to decide whether you're going to build, or we're going to call this, just this, Jesus. You're going to have to decide whether you're going to build on Jesus or build it your own way. Because when you build it your own way, this is what literally happens. You build on what we call sand. And, and this is, this is, how about we say, this is my way. Right? Oh, you know what? Let's call that Burger King. I'm messing with you. That's my way. Everyone, no matter who you are in your life, everyone, the scripture says, it rains on the just and the unjust. So this is what happens. No matter what kind of house you build, they're identical. But the only thing different is the foundation. Listen. Isaac, Ishmael, Jacob, Esau, huh? Peter, Judas. Who do you choose to believe and who do you choose to be inspired by? And who do you choose to obey? Listen to this. Saul and David. I'm sorry, David and Saul. <laughs> My right, your left. Who are you listening to? Because here's what happens. The scripture says it drains on the just and the unjust. So you're going to have the same weather, and you're going to have the same experience happen to both. It's going to be on both of you. And then when that happens, what you're going to have an issue with now is that that's going to build up. And you'll recognize that that will rise up. And you will, I promise you, not because I'm trying to scare you or trying to be pessimistic, but you will have You will have trouble. Everyone will have trouble. Doesn't matter what your trouble is, you're going to have conflict. You're going to have disagreements. You're going to get hurt. Uh, you're, it's going to happen. But if you have the proper foundation, no matter what trouble comes your way, that's what determines your stability. We understand that, right? It's very simple. Very simple. But this is what occurs in most people's lives after they go through the experience. They, they become one or the two. This is where most people are in the world. This is what happens. This is what happens. And here's what, what caused it. Are you ready? Impatience. Did I spell that right? Thank God. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. They, have, they didn't have the patience to wait to let God build it in their life. For example, Jesus had a phenomenal ministry, but it was only a three-year ministry. But guess what? It was a 30-year preparation. 30-year preparation. Listen, he was still ministering. At the age of 12, we find him in the scripture coming back from Nazareth, 
After 12 years of living in Nazareth, after coming out of Egypt when he was just an infant, at the age of 12, the scripture says, he was in back home. And then he began to question and began to debate with the doctors, the theologians, the philosophers, the the Pharisees and Sadducees, and they all said, where did this young boy get all this wisdom from? And then he grew, and he had opportunities, and God led him to do those things. But at the age of 30, he was ready to begin. But the first thing he had to do was this. Watch this. The first thing he had to do was he had to go and get baptized. He went to John the Baptist He said, John, baptize me. John the Baptist looked at him and said, I need you to baptize me. But Jesus said, suffer it to be so for now for us to fulfill all righteousness. In other words, you have to do the right thing and obey God. Jesus didn't need to be baptized, but it was the order that God had established for all humanity, and he was the first one out of all of us that had to obey because he was leading by example. And confirmation came. The confirmation of God came into his life. The thunder voice cried out. The dove descended as like a spirit, uh, like a dove. The spirit descended. It wasn't a dove. It said like a dove. So the Holy Ghost isn't a bird. Just FYI. Yeah. He's a spirit. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> a big bird. <laughs> Here's what happened. After he was baptized, guess what happened next? He went, the Spirit led him where? To the wilderness. Why? To be tempted. You mean God will take me through? God didn't tempt him. God allowed him to go through. Why? Because whatever hasn't been tested can't what? Be trusted. We taught you that for years. So he went through testing. So when his storms came, When his problems occurred, see, this was the life of the apostles while they were with Jesus until after Jerusalem. They had to go through the testing stage. But see, most people get impatient, and they want to hurry up and do it and bypass the the process. But here was the life of Jesus. This is what happened after he came out. Because after he came out, this is exactly what it was like and how it needed to be for everybody. And this is God's way of doing it. And the foundation of God goes deep. You have your relationship with God has to be deep. The fundamentals of the gospel have to be established. Can I, can I help somebody here and simply tell you, I've heard people come to me and ask me, why don't you teach more on eschatology? I have taught and I have learned everything about pre-trip, post-trip, we're going, we're staying, what do you believe? I believe in pan-trip, it's going to all pan out. (laughs) People want me to tell them, tell me, teach me how to prophesy. I prophesy, I operate in the gifts, I want to hear the deep things of God. If you want to get deep with God, get the fundamentals down. Learn how to love. I'm going to tell you something. The scripture says, if you say you have love but hate your brother or your sister, the love of God doesn't abide in you. It's not love at all. You've got a problem. Let God give you enough love in your life by loving on him. Are you with me? There's a process. But you know what? You don't learn how to love overnight. You learn how to go through process of having opportunities to hate. 
Oh, you got one or two choices. Am I going to build on some sin and get it over with? Or am I going to be impatient and just act on my own judgment? Or am I going to let love and let God handle this? That's a real wise person. That's how you can judge who has God and who doesn't have God based on the fruit of the Spirit, based on the relationship with God. Your greatest weapon is love because God can work through that. Not your greatest weapon isn't just your voice and tearing people down and gossiping about other people and getting your own victim. No, 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 no. God's not going to bless that. But God will work through a loving spirit and a humble spirit and a worshipful spirit. His angels will come. And if there's been any wrong that's been done to you, you will be vindicated because God will not allow what you're building to be destroyed. You're building it God's way. And here's here's what that foundation is comprised of. I'm going to say the word. Like I'm on a TV show, game show. I choose the word. What is that show called? Family? Family Feud? The word. God's word. That's the rebar inside your foundation. Before you do anything, it's why it's so good. People have asked me throughout the years, what's the importance of memorizing God's Word and reading the Bible? I'll tell you what it is. It's to have a knowledge that the Holy Ghost can use to help you, not help Him. The Holy Ghost can only take from your, take from your mind and your heart what you have there to help you understand. You've got to give Him something to work with. So when the manual's in your heart, He'll quicken it. And the Bible says the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God, which is the other part of the foundation, the Spirit. You have to have your own experience with God through the Spirit. You need a taste of His, taste of his Spirit for yourself. You need to know what it is to hear the voice of God. But these two are so vital because in that word, the Spirit uses it. That's how it works. I told my son, I told Caleb uh, years ago, and he's growing into the ministry, and I think God's doing a great job with him. I think God's doing a great job with every person that's up here. I really do. I think God's growing people. I've seen people today. I saw, uh, I've never seen, I think it was one other service, but oh, Lukester was over here singing today. I, have you ever seen Luke sing? Where you at, Luke? Luke in the house? Is he here? He's not here? He's back there. God is raising up people. He's raising up people, but the only way that he'll anoint them is going to be through his word and spirit and fasting. Oh, there's another part of your foundation. These are things that aren't very pretty. We don't like to talk about them, but they work. They work. See, fasting is made for lasting, right? Praying is meant for staying, right? The Word keeps you humble so you don't stumble, right? That's your foundation. That's your foundation. But I told my son, I told him a while back, I said, son, if you're going to be effective, you have to get the Word of God deep in your heart, not for a sermon, but for a relationship. It'll help you then when you pray, the anointing will take whatever you put up there and use it. 
That's why every writer in the Bible wrote differently. Amos was a country prophet. His language was different. Isaiah was a lawyer, an orator. His writings were different. Luke, John, Mark, Matthew, all different. That's how the Spirit of God conveyed the message, through what they had. And fasting allows it to, you to be more sensitive, to keep yourself out of the way, so there are no impurities in your foundation. Did you know that when God established the apostles, he gave them a clear understanding and told them, now you're no longer strangers and foreigners, but you're fellow citizens with the house and the saints of God, with the foundation being built upon the apostles and the prophets, with Jesus Christ, him being the chief cornerstone. You remember that scripture? The chief cornerstone, the cornerstone, how they built buildings back then was they found the strongest stone they can find just the other stones can be compressed to because all the pressure was going to be on that one, and it had to be strong enough. It had to be strong enough where it wouldn't break under pressure. Then they took that cornerstone, and they put it there, and then they used it to firm everything up. See, that's what Jesus was. He was the chief cornerstone. He came into this world, was tried like you and I, yet without sin. So he is the one that is the very corner and the very basis of all our foundation. That's why we encourage everybody. Here's the last one I'm going to put up here, but this is what you need to do in your foundation. Whoa, not Lowe's. Don't go to Lowe's. <laughs> Funny, right? <laughs> you have to fall in love with him. How do you know how much you love him? I'm going to tell you how much you love him based on how much you love other people. Ah, that's the part we don't want to deal with, right? I'm telling you the truth. Because there are some people that say they love God with all their heart. No, 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 they don't. Not if you hate your brother or sister. It's not possible. Because, you see, when you allow mercy and grace to come into someone else's life, you realize God gave you grace and God gave you mercy. And he said, if you don't forgive them, I won't forgive you. All I'm trying to tell you is, it is not good to have cracks in your foundation, any impurities in your foundation. I don't care how long it takes. The faster you get your basics down and get to the basics of God's relationship and fall in love with him, the faster God will help you fulfill your destiny. And if you build on it, it's still going to be there. Because remember, even though you're building God's house, that doesn't mean it's not going to snow. <laughs> And that doesn't mean it's not going to rain. <laughs> You're going to have all kinds of weather. And, and listen, and let me tell you something too. And not only will it rain and not only will it snow, it's going to fire up too. And you can have a fire on there and whatever. And you know what? Honestly, let's look at it closer. Even when all that happens, what you build on top of there sometimes, and sometimes it may be destroyed. I had a we went to the men's conference this past week, and one of the things the pastor said when he got up there was is that he lived in by corpus. And after Harvey came through, he went to certain neighborhoods, and all that was left was just the foundation. But they said that's all they needed to rebuild. People who don't take time to build their foundation can't rebuild again. And that's the difference between you and everybody else. When Jesus is your foundation, I don't care if you got marriage problems. I don't care if you got job problems. 
I don't care if you lose your job. You lose your job. Guess what? At the end of the day, because your foundation's good, there you are again. Still here. Still here. I got it right in my heart. Well, man, it's getting hot up in here. I don't know what I'm going to do. Everybody's upset. Everybody's mad. Everybody just, whew. I don't know, Pastor Bobby. I've never seen a fire blaze so fast. I've never seen people hate so much. They're trying to destroy me. That's all right. I feel like I'm going to lose everything. Do you still have your foundation? Yeah. And guess what? You can build again. No problem. No problem. You can build again. It doesn't matter. When you have done it God's way, you've done it the right way. So coming together doesn't do any good if you haven't come together with God first. Do you got it? Coming together, doing something isn't going to matter if God's not in it. What we like to teach, we're not, we're not trying to build hype in this church because God spanked us a long time ago and told us, you're building hype. I want you to build disciples. So we're equipping you with the mysteries of the kingdom brought in a simplistic way to help you understand. Put God first. Love him with all your heart. Love people. Get a good foundation. Why are you rushing it? God took an 80-year-old man by the name of Moses and brought millions of Jews out of Egypt and used him in a powerful way. God took an old man, an old couple by the name of Abraham and Sarah. His name used to be Abram. That means that it was without the ham. The ham comes from the Hebrew word for the H that literally means the breath of God. So when he was called Abraham, God breathed into him and he gave him life again. And so that he did Sarah. And so here is what we know. Whenever and no matter where you're at, no matter what you're doing, as long as God's breath is in your life, then you're going to live and you're going to see it fulfilled and you're going to make it. I need his spirit every day. How many of you need the presence of God every day in your life? Let's give him a praise break right now. <laughs> yes, Lord, we love you. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. It's all about you. It's all about you, Jesus. It's all about you. You can hear the voice of God. You can get direction. You can know what God says. But you have to get the basics down. It's never too late. Get the foundation right. Get the foundation. And whatever you build on that in your life, it's going to last for your career, for your business. Get the foundation right. Get your prayer life. Get your study life. Be a giver. Be a giver. Don't ever make anybody make you feel guilty for not giving. We don't do that here. We know that giving is a ministry and is part of an opportunity to worship. God doesn't need your money, but you need his blessings. That's what it's all about. So in your finances, if this was your finances, if you're going to build a strong foundation for your finances, then you have to get a good life of giving. 
and understanding you're doing it because you love God. If you're building a ministry and you feel like God's called you to a ministry, then get all the principles of the scripture down. And number one, learn how to love because you'll never be void of dealing with people. Listen, even to prosper on your job, you're not nice to people just because you feel like you can have influence with them. Be careful for people that come up to you all the time and sing your praises and tell you nothing but good and all of that and praise you all the time. Uh, My pastor told me, I've said this a thousand times, beware of people who pour sugar on you because they're fixing to eat you. (laughs) Now, I'm not saying don't compliment. I'm not saying don't do that. But be careful with people who are nice to you in your face but talk about you behind your back. Why am I saying all this stuff today? I don't have no idea just coming out. It's kind of like bleh. I'm just following what I feel God say because it's for your protection. Togetherness means you come together with people of like-minded faith. That's what I'm trying to say. Come together with people of like-minded faith in order for God to bless you. See, Jonah had good intent. He was called to do something great, but because there was togetherness there and he was on the same boat with the people going the different direction away from the will of God, because he was there, he was a curse instead of a blessing. But then when they got him out of the boat, he went back to where he went to go and everything was fine for them and the storm calmed down. Be careful who you get together with. It's nothing wrong with having friends, guys. Nothing wrong with having friends, women. Nothing wrong with having girlfriends and, you know, having some bromance, I guess you want to call it that. Not me. Just saying. What I am saying is, is that God cares more about your salvation and your family, and your children, and the foundation in your life, because he wants to do something great with you. He wants to do something great with you. Come on, will you, will you stand to your feet here this Sunday morning? I got this scripture. I want to I give you this saying, actually. I feel like God gave me. In conclusion, I want to I simply tell you this. Here it is, the conclusion. You're only as solid as what you build on. You're only as solid as what you build on. The reason why I choose to build my business on Jesus, and I choose to build the church on Jesus, I choose to build relationships on Jesus, I choose to have relations based on Jesus. My marriage was built on Jesus. My relationship with my kids is built on Jesus. It's because Jesus is everlasting. I choose to build on his word because his word is everlasting. It will not fail. Heaven and earth will pass away, but his word will not pass away. And listen, we have had troubles in our life. We have had problems just like you. We have had issues in our life. We are not perfect people. We have failed. We have gotten back up. But at the end of the day, we're still here. We're still here. We're still doing good things for God. God is going to continue to use us. And as long as we stay humble, as long as we stay prayerful, as long as we stay a a, a student and a disciple of his word and love his word, and we continue to love people, learn to love people. And then you'll learn to grow in love, and God will bless that. Do you want to have love in your heart? 
love on God, then start loving people. And when you're challenged with the moment not to love them, that's why Jesus said, pray for your enemies and those that despitefully use you because he was more concerned about your heart condition than he was about theirs. Then God can fix the situation. But it's all about the foundation. But as long as we keep the foundation right, it doesn't matter what comes our way. We're going to be there as long as God wants us to. This is why God told David that I'm going to establish your throne and the kingdom and your government will be an everlasting kingdom and no one will ever cease from sitting on the throne. Guess who sits on the throne of David now? Jesus Christ. He is the seed of David. He was the seed of David who came into this world and did what you and I couldn't do. And now he's given you and I the same power, the same spirit, the same word, the same encouragement, the same aptitude, and the same attitude to help us do great things for God. I want you to lift your hands, and I want you, if you will, in this moment, just surrender to God. Our mission here at Covenant Life Center is to help our world live, give, and love like Jesus. If our ministry has impacted you in any way, we would love for you to email us at info at clcvictoria.org. You can get connected with us through our social media at CLC Victoria and download our app.